0: This week on Jesus Sex and Politics, we've got a special guest coming into the studio from WIBC, a local voice when it comes to politics in the Indianapolis area. His name is Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Abdul is a good friend of ours, and, and he's got a little bit more of a moderate, kind of uh, centrist kind of perspective, but we thought it would be good to get him into the studio to talk about all things politics and actually even faith. He's got a different faith perspective uh, than what we have here, uh, but we love hearing multiple worldviews and people kind of share how they've come to their conclusions and and uh, we hope it encourages you we hope it, it causes you to think we want people to be critical thinkers and not just go along to get along kind of people so uh, you're not going to miss it share and like and tell all your friends about this podcast because we want to see the world overtaken with truth uh, and and that's what we're doing on jesus Sex, and politics so let's get ready to roll with our good friend abdul hakeem shabazz Hey, welcome to the Jesus Sex and Politics Podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about that will scare you. Boy, it is good to be in the studio today, Nathan.
1: We have you here finally. Okay, this is finally. Bull. This is bull. I want the <laughs> listeners to know he's trying to write me out of the it's program. He he does all kinds of episodes without me because it works for his schedule and not for mine. No, I, I and, tried to
0: I tried to get you on, and every time I do, Maria's like he's a pastor. You, and she oversees your schedule, Maria does, and, and she says, Micah, he's a pastor, he only works on Sundays. That is such crap, she would <laughs> never say that. Well, it is good to have you back in the studio, because it's no, I, It's dude, f- good to be back. It's always good, you, you add a lot, you, we're not the same, it's like, you know. I appreciate that, like <laughs> Micah, thank you for recognizing my value to the show. Good. Your name is on the is on the graphic, so that's good. But well, we, it is so far. <laughs> it's be like, scratched off here when you come in tomorrow. Uh, no, but we've got in the studio with us a great friend of uh, ours. He is one of the WIBC hosts, uh, Abdul Kareem Shabaz.
2: You got two of the three. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Abdul Hakim Shabazz but you can call me Abdul
0: okay Abdul I, I, you know what it's funny Abdul because when I got to know you a few years ago I didn't know what your last name was I just knew you as Abdul because that's what everyone calls you around Indianapolis Abdul that, that's the way I like and it and so uh,
2: Abdul, yeah. Cher, Madonna <laughs> <laughs> By one name. I love it. Prince, there we go.
0: I love it. No, it's great. Well, hey, thank you for joining us today. It's really great to have you. No, I was good to be here. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about uh just uh politics and how you see it. You you when you, you make no qualms about this and I this is what I love about you, you're really open and honest, but you would probably be on the more moderate side of the Republican Party. You're you grew up in Chicago, right?
2: I am a socially progressive capitalist pig. <laughs> I love it. That's I don't good. care what you do or who you do it with, as long as you don't cost me money. Okay. <laughs> That's my... That's,
0: so, conservative values on the fiscal side, socially, you're a lot more of a libertarian yeah. kind
2: of mindset. Yep,
0: Cool. Then you grew up in Chicago? In '04 And have been in the Indianapolis market since then, huh?
2: Yeah. Technically, this is our second tour of duty, because my dad was in the military, and so he worked out at Fort Bend when we left Germany. But, you know, when you're in college, you technically live at home, but technically you don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's kind of that weird situation.
0: Yeah. So this is this is really now this is now home, but it's really been home for you since two thousand four. Really is kind of when you back and forth between here and Springfield. Yeah. Okay. And All I right. keep
2: safe houses in Kansas and in <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri, just in case. <laughs> just, <laughs> something, just happens. In case something happens. <laughs> okay.
1: I I want to ask a question. Uh, just having to do with your your faith. You're a Muslim. But I, I've heard you talk about alcohol. And, yes, and, and I love my I think, scotch. I love my bacon. I love my cigars. cigars yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you're not a very good Muslim, apparently. No, I'm a so great Muslim. So <laughs> tell, tell me
2: about. I, I just want to. I want to hear about that. Um, I, I was raised Islamic, uh, but my thing is, I, my thing is that God wants you to. God wants you two things: say please and thank you at the end of the day, and just be grateful for what you got. And any challenges you get, this to make you a better person. So that's sort of my philosophy. I, I, I try to. I try to treat people the way I want people to treat me, which is why I kind of bow and scrape it all the time and, like, <laughs> around with other folks. Um, I mean, my parents were more orthodox, Islamic. Uh, a couple of my brothers are, but we're basically, we just kind of do our own thing. Okay, My thing is just don't be a jerk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So where just, just a little bit about your, your background on uh, how Islam came into your family. Is it, is it from like?
2: My parents converted before we were all born. So we were born and raised into it.
1: Okay, so they they were born in America,
2: yeah, and then and then they converted back in the nineteen sixties. Okay, with all so the civil rights. So Balkans. somewhere around
1: the time that, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. um, and uh, and I love bacon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would <laughs> not give up my it's bacon a, for anybody. A, I won't a, eat ham or pork chops, <laughs> but I love my bacon. So as a lawyer,
1: I, I guess that's uh, kind of the funny part of the question, because of course in Christianity we have the law, and then you know the Jews still hold to all the law, but the law changed when, when, when the church comes into effect and because certain things are fulfilled and then we don't have to do that anymore. Like the sacrificial law, we don't have to do that because Jesus supplies, he is the sacrifice for us. And then with even eating bacon, we get to do that. Thank God for barbecue. We get to do that because um, we're, we're Gentiles and as Gentiles, that does not continue on. And we have a church council for that, that rules on that and, and provides it. How, as a lawyer and a Muslim, have you weaseled out of of, of being able, like, how is it that you can drink alcohol, smoke your cigars? And, actually, actually and quite easily, your, I'll be doing yeah. it at four o'clock
2: this afternoon at Nikki Blaine. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to know how
1: you, how did you finagle your way around the the Quran on these issues.
2: Here, here's my thing. And I kind of think of this for all the Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and so the other stuff, is you have to look at, you can't look at the law in a vacuum. You have to look at the law in context and sort of what was going on at the time when the law was put together. Say like the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, There's, there shall be no unreasonable search and seizures. Well, back then unreasonable was the Constable coming on your property, looking through your window to see what you and your spouse are doing. Fast forward to 2022, uh, let's say I got a satellite 100 miles up in the sky, I can point it at your backyard, I can read your license plate in your car in your driveway, I can see what you and your family are doing. Matter of fact, I can go investigate your cable records and see what you're watching. So, is that unreasonable? So, you have, to look, you have to look at things in context. And I argue that because people didn't have a refrigerator back in the 1500s, that doesn't mean I can't enjoy bacon. Yeah. So it was more of a it was a it was it was a law that kept you healthy, yeah. Because of the
0: technology
1: of the it's day, like you, but it's, like, it's, but like it's like not you, the law of God. So this is not a mandate from God. In your opinion, it is. This is just uh, something you think was was culturally appropriate at that time. It's no longer culturally appropriate, and you can basically yeah. take it or leave
2: it. Yeah, and and I think sometimes we confuse religion with culture because those are two two two, two totally different things. For example, in, in a lot of Middle Eastern, very orthodox Muslim countries, women have to be covered up and wear burqa. Have you see seen my wife? She's totally hot. I have no desire to have her covered up. <laughs> so I want to see how good my game is. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which, by the way, my wife is very Baptist. Is she really? Yeah.
0: Wow. My wife is not Islamic. Okay, so does she, the, did she attend the Baptist church yep, then? Yep, she goes to Northside New Era.
2: Okay. And do you, go, you obviously don't go with her, right? Well, or- actually, when we started dating, we, we, we're both of a different religious faith, so we're trying to figure out, okay, how we're going to make all this work, particularly if we have children. Luckily, we didn't have children, so we we'll had to worry about that whole fight. <laughs> But when I told my wife, my wife said, honey, I'd love for you to go to church with me. I was like, well, dear, I kind of got my own sort of not really kind of faith tradition. <laughs> not sort of kind of. So, so I don't think we'll like, I'll say, here's the deal. I'll go with you one Sunday a month. I'll go one Sunday a month, and it has to be the early service. Because, you know, all the stuff I do, do I, got, I got work I got to get done. And usually my weekends are, I'm working, actually working more on the weekends than I am during the week. So she's like, okay, fine. So what I did was, I go on the last Sunday of, say, like May, and then the first Sunday of June, then <laughs> that way I got all of June and all of July. <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. And so, because one day my wife was like, "Honey, because we went to like you know, the first you know Sunday in June, okay, fine." And then it comes the first Sunday of July, like, "Can you go to church with me?" Like, "No," like, "But you said you go to church with me once a month." I was like, "Yeah, I so said I go one Sunday a month. I didn't say which Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're you're just uh you you get
0: it out of the way. You're like you're gonna you're gonna go early, get it done, and then you can just chill.
2: And uh and then she, and then the other thing I did was uh I started going started going out the night before. Okay, because I said I go to the early service, which was eight o'clock. Okay, so we go out the night before, stay out till like one in the morning. My wife she she's <laughs> didn't want to so get up. <laughs> Like, hey, so hey, sweetie, you ready to go? I was like, I'm not going to church today. Does she
0: know like, your secrets or is she gonna yeah, listen to yeah, this? She, is she yeah. gonna listen to this now and be like, You were playing
2: me the whole time? I'm like, sweetie, you've married a lawyer. Come on. <laughs> what did my, what did my dad tell you the first time he met you? He's like, Well, Abdul's a really good guy, he won't disrespect you, he won't call his name, he'll treat you really well, but you gotta when you ask him a question, it's gotta be very narrowly tailored because he will only answer the question that you ask. <laughs> so when when you are
1: sitting in church with your wife, who professes Christianity and believes the Bible, I take it. She's a good Baptist. She believes the Bible. And where Islam and Christianity run into conflict over the person of Jesus Christ, and you're hearing the gospel explained to you, if it's a Baptist church, they're they're very heavy on the gospel, and it all comes down to... It's a black church, too. So lots of singing and dancing. (laughs) So when it comes down to the person of Jesus Christ, and that literally your wife's faith says... You're going to hell, right? And then you And mine says she's gone too, so we'll be there together. <laughs> uh, so you, you're right. But one person's right and one person's wrong. In you the... see,
2: but here's, a, here's what I disagree with. If God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and omnipotent, why would he just give us one way to get to him? Well, here, here's, here's... Particularly in a world of billions of people and a universe of possibly billions of other creatures. Why give oh, well, one that, way... that's a great question.
1: I have an answer for you. You know, why, why one way? When he tells you... I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father except he come through me. That's an incredibly exclusive statement. It basically says everything else is not true. So when when it comes down to that statement, and Jesus is, if he is the Son of God, and if he then is the sacrifice for all sins, to tell tell God you're going to get to him through something other than the sacrificial death of his of his one of a kind son, isn't that to spit in the face of God to say that it doesn't it doesn't matter? I I want heaven. I don't want I don't want your plan. How would a judge react to that?
2: Well, you see, but in Islam, uh, what it says is in a, in a nutshell. Because mostly is in the original Arabic. It says God loves the children of the book, which is the Bible, Quran, Torah. And what he says was, I made you all different for a reason. So you get to learn from each other and study each other and learn from each other. So if I want you all to be the same, I'd have made you all the same. So that's sort of the part of the faith tradition that I kind of listen to. Yeah. And and in, in Islam and Christianity... Uh, they
0: both, I mean, they both respect Jesus because I mean, even in Islam, you yeah. see him as a revered prophet. Right. You just don't see him as right. as the Son of God. You don't see him as God. Right. You see him as a revered prophet, and and which I always thought thought is fascinating too. Where you know we we sometimes we feel like okay, there's this there's this war between the Christians and the Islamic faith. So, you know, you look overseas, look in the Middle East, and you're like, man, that's too. Uh, polar opposites, but really there's a lot of unity there. We just got, we can't come to the conclusion together as who is Jesus really. Well, it
1: comes down to authority. So Islam is going to not accept the Bible as authority when it says this about Jesus. And and then we're going to battle back against the Quran and say that that's, that is, he's not the last prophet. He's not the one whose word is binding. You know, And then we're going to even argue whether Allah and God are even the same God.
2: Let me, you, let me tell you a little story. Uh, back in ninety three, ninety four, 94, uh, one of my closest and dearest friends, we're still very close today, even having to chat in a while, is the first assembly of God minister. Okay. So you can just imagine the conversations we would have in, yeah. our, in, our, in our younger days. And then one day he just got so fed up with me. He said, Abdul, you know what? I'm a firm believer that in the next world, if anybody can talk his way in <laughs> or out... Of wherever he is going to be, it is going to be you. I was like, thank you, old friend. I, uh, I remember
1: that's actually the first statement. When I met you over 20 years ago, that was the first statement you said to me. And I thought, "Boy, I think you're a better. I think you think you're a better lawyer than you are. Because <laughs> no, in the I'm end. <laughs> wait, wait. So you guys met? Yeah, actually, I, I don't know if he remembers, but it was it was at a church and we were talking about a symposium that we were um, looking to possibly do uh, on violence. Uh, on the west side, and that's where we're, we uh, met no at the church. Yeah. Cool, oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So I want to turn the conversation. I mean, again, it's fascinating. I love the the faith talk, um, but you know, you're you're big into politics, particularly Republican politics, and you've got a really interesting view because you're not the conservative per se of Indiana
2: politics. actually, actually I would argue I am. Okay. Because what is conservative means less government.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But but, but wouldn't it be constitutional? Fundamental principles, though, too. I mean, wouldn't you say conservatism embodies the fundamental principles of what our nation is rooted in? Because we go back, we can, we want to conserve the traditions of what made us great.
2: Well, uh, when we talk about conserving traditions, uh, not so surely <laughs> sure about that. But, okay, are you going? Are you going yeah, with the slavery? Yeah, exactly, You're going yeah. with the slavery thing because there are lots of things we used to do that we don't necessarily. We can certainly do.
0: we can certainly make a more perfect union. <laughs> yes. but I would argue that that even the foundations of our nation slavery wasn't even in that because why would Thomas Jefferson put in the poison pill of all men are created equal when he wrote the Declaration of Independence? And so, like, I was dating
2: Sally Hemings. Well, I think I think he
0: recognized how evil it was whether or not they could get away from it overnight was the question. Well, I not think- only
1: that, but, you know, the day the Declaration of Independence is signed, I think there's six or seven states that immediately become anti-slavery. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, it goes into effect the very same day. I'm from yeah. Pennsylvania. I know Pennsylvania was one. Yeah.
0: It was South Carolina and Georgia that really pushed back and made it hard for the. We would have probably been anti slavery from the get go of the Constitution if, we could, if it wouldn't have been for South Carolina and Georgia because they were so pro slavery. And
2: Georgia was a big giant penal colony anyway. That's so right.
0: There you, go. Yeah, there you go. So, well, it's but. It's Australia with peaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's actually, actually, I love uh, that. John Wesley, the great preacher, he went down to Georgia on a missions trip. And uh, when he saw slavery, uh, the way it was and 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 how the whole thing looked, he went back to England totally frustrated with the state of the colonies in america yeah
0: yeah um so but so to conservatism, I would say yes there's there's aspects of conservatism that you and I probably agree with what i don't necessarily always agree with you on is the 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 moderate perspective of we have to win, therefore we have to stay in the middle. And the question I have for you, Abdul, being a political uh, analyst, you're very good at what you do when you analyze the political world. If you look at moderate Republicanism right now in 2022, you could make a very strong argument that in 1995, that was the Democrat Party. So, I mean, you look at what the Democrats were saying in 1995, it sounds very similar to what the moderate Republicans are saying today. So my question is, in another 20, 25 years, will the Republican Party continue to get pulled further to the left, and then we will be the party of moderate socialism because the Democrats see, actually, are- I would
2: argue the Republican Party, at least at the national level, is getting pulled further to the right okay. because of Donald Trump and because of our primary system because now- The great
0: mega king?
2: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> King. Oh, by the way, is it is it noon yet? Because that document should be out about now. Is the oh, the uh, the affidavit? Yeah, the the, the, the big the, the sixty pages full of blank stuff
0: should be. On it's going to be so redacted. It's not even. there's going to be a couple <laughs> ands and a few thes, and that's but, about it. But, but
2: actually, here's the funny thing. Um, because we haven't seen it yet. Because I got to take a look. At that we get back to the radio station this afternoon. Um, I always say be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Because Donald Trump and his people are saying they should release the affidavit. Blah blah blah. Like, are you sure you want this? Okay, because. Number one, if I'm going to redact it, if, I, if I'm willing to be a jerk about them, in the Justice Department, I just redact all the good things about you in there and then just leave all the negative things sure. in there and then, then put, it out, put it out publicly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is why you, you, leave, you leave stuff the way it is. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. But I'm, I'm a firm believer that with uh, and it's not just the Republicans, also the uh, National Democrats as well – because of gerrymandering – uh, there's no longer you no longer win in the general election anymore. The the winner's determined in the primary, mm. and in the primary, how do you win? You run further to the right or further to the left okay. than where the where the public is, and since it's 80 percent Republican or 80 percent Democrat, you don't have to appeal to the middle. Uh, when it was say 50 45 or 50 50, you had to you know sort of play to where, where actually where most people are, because most people are in the middle. Because this is why most people are just tired of. Politics altogether, uh, whether it's moderate Republicans or moderate Democrats, because people don't feel like they have a home anymore. And also, what I what I object to uh, from Republicans and Democrats is this sort of purity test that if you're not with us 100 percent of the time, you're not with us sure. at all. Like Ronald Reagan said, no, somebody who's with me 80 percent of the time yeah, is can, somebody I can deal with. And yeah. by the way, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill were actually really good friends. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because they, they 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 do their thing and then they go have beer and steak afterwards. They're both Irish Catholic. And like hey. We have to do this, is okay, okay, Miss President. I got to, Miss President. I got to go beat you up on the floor. I but Bill I President. think, but
0: I think on Tip O'Neill though, Ronald Reagan knew ultimately Tip O'Neill was just as united with Reagan. As as Reagan was with him when it came to the good and the betterment of the American way of life, they were fighting the communists. They were fighting the socia- Soviet Union. They didn't have a different outcome in mind. They said, "Hey, we know the American values lead to this outcome. We may have a different path to get to that outcome." I don't think you could say that about AOC or Elizabeth Warren or even or, Joe
2: or Marjorie Taylor Green. Or- well,
0: I don't know. I mean, like, I listen. I think Marjorie Taylor Green like recognizes that Americans' foundations are limited government. Uh, I think she would say that the constitutional values of our good values to stick with and I don't think you would hear that from Elon Omar or from AOC or
1: Joe Biden, even, you know. Yeah, you go back and look at JFK. JFK was about as as conservative yeah. or Republican. I mean, he was a practically a Rush Limbaugh ditto head.
0: What I say about JFK was he he and his party fought the communists. Now JFK's party wants to be the communists. Yeah. So how do you stop that? Because I think you can maybe, I think you see that a little bit. Like, okay, we've gone the left has gone way further left the right has been
2: pulled to the left maybe see, but see, but see, but I disagree with the right being pulled pulled further to the left I think the right has actually moved further further to the right in the last few years but i would say
0: oh collectively
2: since the
1: 1970s or 1960s i think you i think we've all moved left i think morally speaking morally speaking i think that the the, the bible says that evil men wax worse and worse we have a natural propensity to go towards more um more immorality um, I think that's actually the brilliance of the Constitution of the United States. It, it, it recognizes that man is innately evil, where Voltaire is saying man, man, is, man is good, is it, innately good. You get a very different thing that happens in the, the French Revolution, Revolution versus what you have happened in the American Revolution. Why do we split powers? Because we, we, we feel like uh, it's, you're, you're going to be corrupted over time.
2: Well, certainly after the French Revolution, we also got Napoleon— that's that's right that's what well, that's what i'm saying i
1: i don't think it worked out super well that all men are are innately good we we fundamentally as as christians we fundamentally disagree with that
2: which see, is I why believe, the balance of see, power. i believe fundamentally people are people whether whether good or bad people are just who they who they are i've always been a firm believer in that and even just because i disagree with somebody i don't think they're evil or hateful like we just have a dis- disagreement so what about osama bin laden
0: He's dead. What about him? Well, I mean, when he was alive, would you say the same thing? Hey, he's just a person.
2: I don't. I don't fundamentally think he's evil. We just adamantly disagree on. on... Well, actually, if you look at how Osama Bin Laden kind of got in the power in the first place, it was because of us, the United States.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> denying that. I'm. I mean, I'm not saying I mean, that we didn't prop the, him up because we. we at we what point him up?
1: does a person reach evil in your mind? We start, or,
2: te- we start taking my stuff.
1: <laughs> okay, so so all socialists then are evil. Because well, they take our stuff. Well, you see, but it's we, have, but see, see, we have,
2: see, have socialism here because the roads are socialist. And, and, and basically, if you think about insurance, insurance is the biggest socialist scam in the entire world because we all pay for it, but only a few people actually actually right. use it. So, so we, well, be, we enter
1: into that by agreement. I don't have to have insurance. Well, on have, well, on again, certain things, I have to yeah, have insurance, right? Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I see your point. But at what point does a person arrive at evil in your mind, Abdul?
2: My thing is when you start in pers- when you start purposely annoyingly infringing on the rights and of other of other individuals and not from not from a not from a policy perspective like no the the legislature meets we you know debate and then we vote and that that's it. I would say somebody breaks in your church and mm-hmm. starts taking your stuff, yeah, it's an evil act you would you say the i
0: think we could agree, all agree that's an evil act, you know, but at some point we have to recognize okay, are there really truly evil people in the world or are oh people, yeah some people yeah. are just
2: bastards, yeah period, yeah. Yeah, some sure. people. Are, some people just even need to be taken out of the gene pool.
0: <laughs> well, you <laughs> you say that, and you go back to even Darwinism. Darwinism thought that, and we teach it in our we teach it in our schools. They, I mean, uh, Charles Darwin
2: was a racist. He didn't believe that the gene pool should have uh, black people in it. Yeah, but Charles, so, but Charles Darwin also a product of the 1800s too. Yeah, sure. And see, that's why I would say we have to look at things in context. Yeah, that's why when people start. I uh, Want to get rid of you know, statues of Benjamin Franklin and George Washington? I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out here. They're they're products of their time." And the and the and the, and the problem with looking at the 1700s through a twenty to a 21st century lens is just that. That's why I say, like going back to you know early Islam, early Judaism, you had to look at the context in which the laws were made and what was going on at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that uh, do you do
0: you have a lot of hope for conservative values? And we'll kind of just you know for. Uh, for sake of agreement here like we'll say okay yeah I think you and I probably are conservatives on more than we than we disagree with on so do you do you have hope for the conservative movement in Indiana but specifically in America right now with what you're seeing or are you you kind of thinking you know as you study the landscape uh, this is going to be a Oh, I uh, Richard Murdoch, if you don't know who that is, you know, he was a real strong conservative that took out uh the moderate uh Luger and then lost in the general and then everyone blamed conservatives for losing <laughs> losing that Senate seat in Indiana. I like,
2: blame Richard Murdoch for losing <laughs> that Senate
0: seat.
2: <laughs> okay, well just just learning okay. not to just When Richard Murdoch <laughs> said what he said, we all know what he said. It was like it's like being at a bar watching your friend back on this really hot chick. <laughs> And he says, he says the first couple lines like, "Hey, dude, awesome, you, you got her." And then he kisses says a little bit more. It's like, "Okay, all right, you got." It. And then a little bit more, a little bit next. You know, there's a drink and there's a slap. And then she walks off. It's like all you gotta do is just shut up and stop talking. You may believe it, that's fine, that's funny. but just shut up, dude. Just stop talking.
0: No, but do you think there's? Do you think there's? You know, it. Twenty
2: years down the road, where do you think this is all all leading to? Um, I think as America becomes more diverse, both ethnically and demographically, and and opinion-wise, I think it's important for us to remember what brings us together, what holds us together will always be better than, always be stronger than what tears us apart. But we have to be willing to listen to each other, in in my opinion. And this is why I have an issue with social media, even though it's part of my business model. Social media, people say things on social media that they would never, ever say to your face. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true.
2: (laughs) And I also say social media is how the misinformed reach the uninformed. Because my, my dad, when he was alive, he would call me up, hey, son, but what about blah, blah, blah? Like, Dad, what are you talking about? Well, I just read this on Facebook. Oh, my God. It's just, <laughs> no, Dad, that's not true. How do you know? Because I was, I was actually in the room at the time. That's not what was said. So, so I think at the end of the day, um, conservatives can win elections. But as America becomes younger, you, you have to sort of cater. You don't have to, You don't necessarily have to change what you believe, but you have to tailor your message to the, to the audience that you're talking to. Yeah. For example, if I say, my, I think my wife has gained a couple of pounds, I should say, honey, you're getting fat because that'll be the easiest way for me to get knocked on my ass. <laughs> Pardon my French here. I'm sorry. can me a in church. However, Don't say, worry. Micah that's has that's a it. bleeping tool beep, somewhere. Beep. Yeah, I've got a bleep button. <laughs> can, uh, You know. However, however, if I tell my wife, honey, you know what? Hey, let's go for a walk together. Yeah. That's yeah. how. <laughs>
0: let's go for a walk. Hey, honey, let's go get a gym membership. Yeah.
2: So we can go, so go work out together. So that time we actually got
0: three, which is kind of weird. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think you make a good point. I think our messaging has always been uh, a problem on the on the side of truth, the conservative side, the Republican side. It always seems like we get out messaged. Uh, you know, I I I talked to with Curtis Hill. Um, he's a friend of mine, and and you know, he's off, He's also too Abdul uh, African American, and he just said, you know. The, the African American community is very conservative. If you actually start to nail them down on their, their what they actually believe, They'll, they'll probably say, Hey, we believe in family values. We believe that the father is, you know, a necessary part of the home, even though it's like, they see the repercussions of what happens when they're there is fatherlessness. They'll, they'll be, uh, typically pro faith. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, faith values in there. And so he just says the messaging is where we drop the ball. And so how do we get better at messaging?
2: Oh, uh, the, the perfect example. Cause Chris and I, Chris and I, we talked, Chris and I were also really good friends. We talked about this yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, back when, uh, Barack Obama was running for president. Some conservatives are like, well, is he really an American citizen? Let's see his ID. Like, really? Seriously? We've had, what, 43 presidents so far, 45 vice presidents so far, 43 people run for the office, 44 people run as VP, and you wait for the black guy to show up to ask for ID? <laughs> really? Seriously? Is this the red door in broad Ripple? Come on. Yeah. And, and see, and stuff like that, That that's when people get turned off, yeah. as opposed to like... It, once again it's telling my wife hey honey let's go for a walk it's a really nice day let's get some exercise and you get some air out it was like honey you're gaining some weight those stress look a little tight need to lose weight yeah let's go for a walk yeah 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 yeah, yeah no I, you know, not, I get that. Are, yeah.
1: so are we are, uh, do you think though that in the middle seeing policy work for the american people or not work for the american people do you think the middle breaks a certain way maybe in 2022 or 2024 does the middle say you're destroying something at such a pace that culturally we can't take it do they start responding to some of the moral issues and start maybe going right or left
2: you see, see i think fundamentally americans when it comes to morality they just want to be left alone i really do they want they don't want to bother anybody they want anybody bothering them just sort of sort of very sort of live and let let live. That's where th- That's what I think most Americans really truly are. But when the far right and the far left starts pointing the finger, like you no, know, you're bad, you're evil because you know you don't want to burn coal or you're bad, you're evil because you're eating red meat. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Time out here. I'm, I'm living my life. I'm just trying to you know go sure. to work, raise my kids, and my family. Just just want to be left alone. Yeah. Because most people are so detached from government nowadays anyway because they don't think the government works. Yeah. I, I agree with
0: that to a, to an extent. Like I think you know most of us would say, hey, I'm you you do you, I'll do me. The question I have, though, is at some point that evil hits us and affects us all. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings where you have... <laughs> I always give him crap because because he's always Micah, he's bringing making up. more Lord of the Rings yeah, references when, than I. Because he's the nerd. He read oh all the books.
1: Oh,
2: my God. Hey, everyone, Lord of the shall, Rings. Thou shall not pass. <laughs> that's oh, the, that's right. Christopher <laughs> Lee. That's right, yeah. Oh, that's Dracula. look, at Goku. That's and, right. From Star Wars. That's right. And, and, and there's that and, big, giant thing with the eye. Like, there's some Viacine in that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but to that point is the, the evil was going to take over the whole, all of Middle Earth. There wasn't anyone in Middle Earth that was going to be not affected by it if they didn't stand up and say, Say okay, you shall not pass. You're not, we're not now. They would have much rather just kind of said, "Hey, the hobbits, we just going to live our lives. The elves, you're just going to live our lives. Dwarves, you're going to be over there. We don't really interact with each other because we don't really like each other. But you just do you, leave us alone, and we're fine." But now there's this evil that's bearing down on them. If they don't, they and they've come to this realization where we've got to do something or else we're all going to get destroyed here. I kind of get the sense that that's where we're at right now.
1: Well, not you know, and it's and it's when do I have to? play pretend with you about what gender you are or whether you're a furry and i have to leave kid or kitty litter in the, in the in the bathroom at, at the school you know like there's a certain point where you're you're so far removed from reality how much and and if i don't use those pronouns now you're going to try and destroy my life. You're see, going to my, try and cancel. See, me my
2: three pronouns are me, myself, and I. <laughs> That's what I just tell Those are my pronouns.
1: I know, but you can't do that. Whenever you, are when somebody is taking your free, you, you said when you start to take my stuff. What about whenever you start to take my freedom to think the way I think, to 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 live the way I live? Now I can't I can't hold my own opinion because if I am out of step with your. Your opinion, you want to cancel my life. I don't take your vaccine. You want to cancel my life. I don't I don't get on board with you on this policy. I'm a monster and evil and should be destroyed. At at what point is that not something where you're going, you're taking my liberty from me?
2: You see, and that's once again, like I said, you know, I'll let you do you, you do me. And liberty is one of those things because liberty belongs to you as your personal freedom. Now, when your liberty starts infringing other people, mm-hmm. like for example you say, hey, you, get, you must address me as blah, 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 like, okay, whatever, you're, you're a guy, come on, and, and I think in the gender debate, we confuse gender with sex, because those are two totally different things, because what was masculine, say, a thousand years ago, we you go out and you know, club and kill your own meat, you know, now I just go to Marsh and order prime rib <laughs> steak, and because and it, it wasn't manly, to didn't know how to cook, but it was supposed to be like a womanly thing to cook, so I think I think sometimes in the gender debate, we confuse gender with sex, and I think... That's that's part of the that's part of our, our isn't, issue is Isn't
1: that one of the main talking points of 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 the of this whole gender debate is that we have to agree with that premise. What if we don't agree with that premise? Can we disagree with that premise and still, you know, like I, 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 I personally think being a man and being masculine go hand in hand. Those I, I don't I don't separate those two.
2: Well you see, but I I do in the sense that what is what do we consider masculine? Is it fixing stuff? Cause I had a new slash. I can't fix anything.
1: No, I, I would think wearing pants would be, would, would, would help, you know, maybe. Or what about a kilt? Yeah. I'm okay with the <laughs> kilt. If you're Scottish, you can get away with that, you know, <laughs> or, or what if you're, it was or, like, it's what is, what is a woman? You know, like, I don't know if you saw that documentary. Yeah. Did you, did you watch it? Yeah. Um, you know, he goes over to Africa and tries to explain what's going on in America, and all of those men in Africa are looking at him like he's nuts and out of his mind. I think they're being true to what masculinity is, and everybody else has just been hearing this crap so long that they begin to just accept it. And I, and I just wonder at a certain point, back to what we were originally talking mm. about, in the middle, at what point do, do, do those in the middle go, you have jumped the shark, And we can't, we cannot follow you here. We, 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 we can't, because now you're messing with my kids. You're messing with my kid's school. You're trying to stuff things down my kid's throat. And I reject that. Do you have, you know, uh, Churchill is credited for saying, I don't know whether he actually said it, but if you're not a, if you're not a a liberal, when you're young, you have no heart. And if you're You're not a conservative, conservative when you're old, you have no brain. (laughs) At, at, At a certain point, do you think that the middle starts to go, it's, your policies don't even work left, like you know that we we're right in the midst of this week where we're talking about you know three hundred uh three hundred billion or five hundred billion towards the bailout on on college um Is there a certain point where all the divisiveness we're trying to divide people all over the place where the the middle just turns one way or the other?
2: yeah, and those are called elections <laughs> yeah, because yeah. elections are usually decided by the people.
0: In the middle. Yeah. And, and I think 2022 is going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch because has the left overplayed their hand with all of this stuff? I mean, you have the Biden administration and the DOJ calling parents, speaking out at school boards. Terrorists. 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 Domestic terrorists. You have, uh, I think Biden just called the, no, no, uh, you had the um, Mike, Mike, uh, Hegel, I think he's a former CIA uh, National Intelligence director. He said that there's I've studied all these conservative, or I've all these radical movements around the, the world and and I've seen no greater threat and more radical than conservatives in America and the Republican Party. You have this push now from the left. They're saying, hey, you guys are, you guys are so evil and radicalized. Um, you know you can't even you can't even have an opinion on what your kids are being taught in school. And if you do, you're you're a terrorist. I mean, that to me, I I think we saw it in Virginia. You had a lot of moderates, a lot of middle people who went pretty far right to vote for a guy like Yunkin, who's a pretty strong conservative Christian. I mean, he 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 would look pretty conservative if by most
2: people's standards. Now you see Virginia actually looks more red in some some cases than even Indiana does. What's interesting is when it comes to the the public debate. Uh, there's a line in the movie, Trumbo. I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh, what is the movie? It's called Trumbo. Oh, no, I never it was, saw it. Uh, it. It starred Brian Cranston. Uh, he was like a Hollywood writer back in the 1950s. He got blacklisted, and so they went through the whole... He wrote the movie Spartacus. Oh, okay, okay cool. And so they kind of went through that whole thing. And there's one scene in the movie that I love. It's him and John Wayne uh, kind of arguing back and forth. And John Wayne, because John Wayne was like the, the motion picture alliance for American values, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> And so he was like, no. like, it's like like Congress has the right to investigate in communists or anybody who thinks they're the threat. Donald Trump says no, they don't. And like, and that's where they, they said that's the beautiful thing about America: we both have the right to be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well,
0: and I would assume that John Wayne in that was that. I mean, that was the time where Hollywood was really cracking down on the the communist in McCarthyism. In, yeah, and yeah, and they found none. Yeah in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, and and I would say look again because I think you might find some more if you go back and look now. So, well, and it isn't
1: isn't the side of McCarthyism right now attacking the conservative side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, when when you have what is eighty seven thousand new IRS agents yeah. that are coming? And and if I if I understand correctly, correct me if I am wrong. Was there sixty seven thousand IRS agents before? So we more than doubled the entire that's right. the, the entirety during during Obama's administration. We saw Lois, that Lois Lerner. Lo, Lois Lerner was going after the conservative side of things, and then now we have the FBI go after. You know, if you go after Donald Trump, you can go after anybody, yeah. right? And so do you start to look at these things and go, this is weaponized against yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but a certain party?
2: I, I can agree with you to the point, but I, w- I would leave Donald Trump out of it because Donald Trump actually did some things that he wasn't supposed to do. Like, first of all, he couldn't get his story straight. He changed his story like hey, a have the documents he changed his story like four, five, six different times. First of all, the first thing to do when, you, when you're accused of a crime, we tell you the law is to shut up. Yeah, don't talk. Don't, don't talk. Talk through your lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's number one. But Donald Trump likes to tweet, likes to talk and he kept changing his story like, OK, well, you keep changing your story. What's going on here? So I, I would.
1: How would that be different than Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden, you know, like all of these different things before these guys get a total pass? And every every American president has done something. Let, let's let's just say that Trump is guilty as sin. How many, how many times have every other American president been guilty of sin, and we've never weaponized the, the, the but FBI But also, But also, too,
2: how guys. many times have we, usually, if a president does something like what Donald Trump did, usually the National Archives Association were like, hey, Mr. President, these documents are missing. We think you have them. Can you give them to us? They've been turned for a year to get everything from the, pres- from the former president back into the National Archives. And they just got to the point where it's like, okay, if you're going to be intransient, fine, we're going to go serve a, serve a subpoena. And then they found out there was a classified documents there and the whole nine yards. But like I said, well, once we get the unredacted you know, black pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Well, lots of A's, and's, and A's.
0: Yeah, no. It, well, and OK, so Donald Trump, I, I think whataboutism is is a powerful argument in America because we say, what about Hillary Clinton? What about uh, Hunter Biden? Because we are we want the, we want equal equal justice under the law. And you know, no one's above the law. And, and so we say, hey, they you didn't do it over here, but now you're doing it. It does seem like it is being weaponized. Um, and if they're going after conservatives, why why don't we have stories where the IRS is going after liberal organizations? Why don't we have stories where we have a Republican president going in and trying to um, destroy his future uh, Democrat opponent in the upcoming election? I mean, they, what? They
2: need to talk to Newsmax.
0: And so, <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are, you are you saying Newsmax has done that?
2: Well, I'm just saying, if you don't know what the story is, talk to Newsmax. <laughs> Hey. the the beautiful thing about America is that we're all entitled to, to different opinions. Uh our news is the, the good thing about America is technically the bad thing about America it used to be we could all at least agree on the facts, but we disagreed on how the facts were what the facts meant. That's, Ronald yeah. Reagan Tip O'Neill yeah. is what I would now say. Now we're so yeah. siloed that yeah. we
1: don't even agree on facts. Right. Right. And then when you get to that point, you know, because that even happens in in the church world. Yeah. You know, we got a you know a, a little bit of a debate, even even happening within our own four walls, right? Where where we're arguing about whose set of facts do we believe, and then at what point, okay, we don't we don't have that. How are we going to live together in in unity when we disagree? Um, that's that's a major yeah. play today because you know uh, Lincoln takes the statement. Where where he says you know a house divided against itself cannot stand that's directly a quote from scripture he's quoting Jesus a house divided against himself cannot stand and and the scripture has principles like you know um, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement America had more that it agreed upon but we're coming we we we're, we're at a a, a place. That is reminiscent of where we were getting to prior to the Civil War.
2: A, a, a friend of mine, he was a history major. He wrote, he wrote it in his uh, history thesis. He, wrote, he made an interesting argument. He said about every seventy five years, you kind of had these sort of great social yeah. upheavals: mm-hmm. Revolutionary War, Civil War, Great Depression. About, which was about seventy five years ago. It's like now it's time for another one of those, yeah. those mm-hmm. upheavals. Like eventually, mm-hmm. we all eventually we get it figured out. But we're just in that. And that's but, time.
0: but, you know, ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. And I think, you know, we do, maybe we do work it out, but will we ever get this beautiful republic back if we lose it? And I would say our founding fathers, if you go back and look at it, they say, hey, I hope future generations know what we've just done here, because if they lose it, they aren't getting this one back.
2: Yeah, but I also think sometimes we can we maybe sort of romanticize about the past just a little bit. More than than what we should. Cause I remember my my father about the the good old days. Like, yeah. what a scurvy! What are you talking yeah. about, Dad? Yeah,
0: scurvy. <laughs> well, and and dude, I, to that point, I I use that a lot too, romanticizing the past because you know we people say, wow, we're so politically divided right now. Well, you did have Aaron Burr who shot and killed Alexander Hamilton <laughs> in a political duel. I mean, I, I, like I don't remember I think the last. You had time. To bring
1: duels back.
2: <laughs> Of course. Duels and who was it? Them, well was, I think he called Hamilton like the, the the son of a half-breed squad, yeah. Aphrodite or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, it was
1: it was uh, Oh, the new, Yeah, you go back to the newspapers yeah. during uh, you know, coming up into the Lincoln election. The things that they were. Oh yeah. Uh, could the, you imagine, pl- the could, political cartoons were unbelievable? Could you imagine violent. Twitter yeah.
2: when at the, during the Declaration Ooh. of Independence? Oh yeah. but yeah. those guys would have been saying about each that's other? That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think there's a <laughs> no, lot of truth to that. And, I, and so you know I, we're not the most divided we've ever been. I think you know the Civil War was probably there the most divided we've ever been and I think that's hopefully we don't get back to that. I, I don't want to see bullets and bombs start flying. I want to see us work it out in the world of ideological uh, you know arenas. I don't know if but. I
1: agree Mike I, I, well, on one, uh, not not <laughs> not <tools>. on the. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, <laughs> this to be interesting.
1: Yeah, no, uh, on the on the side of whether we are more politically divided oh, okay. today okay. versus, or, or were they more more divided at that time than we are today. than we are today? I would say morally, uh, on on the yeah. slavery question, uh, they we we have less less argument about that today than we would then, but on the overall values. Of the north and the south, especially related to God, morality, whatever, I would say we were more in alignment. You know, you, I, I think, I think more people espoused. You know, when this comes back to it, and, and morality, yeah. that has to stand on God's word. That's where we were at the beginning of the nation. So, yeah, you have some, yeah. you have some gross misinterpretations in, of what God's word said, yeah. right? But I think they would probably say we were more divided when they would if 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 they could look at us and 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 vice versa i think we would probably they would be far more family values it would be far more less government they would be they would be far more towards going to church morality i don't i don't know if i totally
0: agree. yeah maybe i mean that's i think you're right they would probably aspire at least in word to the christian judeo ethic i think they would say hey those are the values that we need to you know treat do unto others as you would have them do unto you the golden rule i think that would be very much or do a platinum rule treat others and then run (laughs) that's right right. so i i think there would be that but but i think what we're running up against abdul maybe you can speak to this here real quick uh and and i have one last question i want to get to but um we don't have objective truth anymore. I mean that's the pro- that's a big problem because if everyone's just doing what's right in their own eyes and we can't at least come back to the hey god says these 10 commandments are the ones to follow and we should follow those. You don't have to worship Jesus, you can worship Muhammad, you can worship whoever you want to worship but as as a as a, as a American, we at least can come back to this objective truth over here.
2: Here's the issue with objective truth. Objective truth is in the eye of the beholder. Case in point, when this was uh, half a bottle of water, was this glass bottle half full or half empty? But we could but both no, but, agree that it was still a bottle of water. Yeah, but it was still, but is it half full or half empty? That's... Yeah. That's it. Depends on your perspective, or or if you are like me to say it's just half a glass and give sure. the lawyer, give the lawyer answer. I, and I agree with that. Yeah. But but isn't there some
0: isn't there somebody that's going to come in and say, hey, we've got to as a society say that this is the truth over here because if we keep doing this, well, is it half empty, half half full? Is it really a bottle of water? Is this
1: our imagination? I what wish it, was
2: vodka. To be honest. Yeah. With <laughs>
1: is 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 that is that um you know just part of the profession of being being a lawyer that nothing is actually what it appears like. You can get around it as long as you can get some judge to order it and create a precedent. Like, it's at what point as a lawyer do you go? This is unmovable. Do you look at the Constitution as unmovable, or do you say, "Well, it's not really that; it's just your interpretation of it." We're going to argue over it. I at at what point, you know, the Bible has this principle, and. And I know Abdul, you know everything that I'm saying is coming coming back to the scripture. That's the Jesus part of Jesus. Well, we're well, well, we we <laughs> doing this right?
2: podcast in a church. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. You guys are pastors, right. pastor, so I kind of right. figured this. Well, no, that's good. I'm glad.
1: I'm glad you're such a good sport on the matter.
2: And, and the picture but, of Jesus on the wall kind of kind of uh, sort of gave it away. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> that, that's actually, that's actually d- David. That's David um, but,
0: holding head uh, <laughs> uh, after he cut it but, <laughs> off. But,
2: but uh, <laughs> I, I know, love that it
1: picture. The crown of thorns. Oh yeah. No, Jesus was never beheaded. But but the the thing that it comes down to is the, the Bible says that the wise man builds his house upon the rock. And, and we know as Christians that Jesus is that immovable rock. When you, you mentioned some of the things about, about God is that God's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's, and he's omniscient. He's also immutable, which means that he cannot change.
2: Ah, but if he cannot change, then is he all-powerful?
1: Well, he limits himself. So when God creates, it's like another thing that God cannot do, he's not capable of lying because he limits himself. Uh, he, it, Could God create a rock so big that he cannot lift it? Yes, he did. He created free will. And so because he said, I'm going to give you this gift and I will not move it myself, he... Once he says he will not, he cannot. He cannot defy himself. So the, if 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 the wise man builds upon his house upon the rock, those things which are unmovable, and a foolish man builds his house upon the sand, those things which are constantly shifting. I would say public policy, human opinion, humans change. You you, you mentioned that earlier. That's really what the Bible is to, to us. It's a it's a record of how are humans wired. It's a great story to tell us this is the human condition, and this is why you need a savior who doesn't do what humanity does. Um, we need it saved from the outside. Um, that's, that's the point. As a, as a lawyer, do you come and you look at public policy and you look at all this stuff and you go, but these parts are immovable.
2: Here's the one part in my lawyer universe that's immovable, billable hours.
1: <laughs> of course
2: of course
0: you know the lord talked about you in scripture there's there's he mentions lawyers in scripture he, he talks about how uh, the pharisees
2: are the doctors of the law
0: no no he talks about uh you know the in david's day in the psalms he says i, I will make uh i will make music with the uh, harp and i will make music with the liars and uh and so it's so uh <laughs> There it is, right there. The lawyers, the liars. So uh, oh, yep. I just tell
2: people a good lawyer knows the law, but a great lawyer knows the judge. <laughs> That's true, right?
1: Yeah. The, lawyer, the lawyers, though, in in the scriptures, the the uh, the scribes were the lawyers. They were the doctors of the law, and uh, the scribe word actually means the counters, and they would count every single uh, character in the line of the scripture to be sure that they that it was getting. Um, uh, to, to be sure that it was getting recopied when the copies came due, they were the ones you depended on because of how meticulous they were that the law be upheld and not changed. If, if there were even three mistakes in an entire book, that book was buried and not usable. So, so the scribes could be counted on when Jesus comes and he sees where they've gone off on, on creating more law than what God had said that's where Jesus actually gets ticked off with them. And he says, that's not what my father meant. And he comes back to say, no, correct it. They, they're, they're yelling at him about washing his hands. You know, everybody needs to wash their hands before they eat. And he's saying... Hey, what about back here where David eats the showbread and and he's and he's running. What what he's trying to communicate is God cares more about humans than he does the law, but the law is supposed to serve humanity. What happens when the law no longer serves humanity? We went through Habakkuk and it, one of the things that was the problem was the law comes out numb. And it was the lawyers and the judges that God is holding responsible because they have broken the system with their additional laws that were not a part of God's main law. And, and, and that's, that's kind of like, that's the question I think that the average American is, is asking like, at what point is there something we can depend on? Yeah.
2: No, at the end of the day, it's yourself and your faith. And that's
0: scary because you what about change. the, yeah, what about the shooters that we just had that Greenwood, you know, the, that kid that just, you know, walked up and shot another kid at the bus stop, you know, I mean, I don't want him depending on himself. You know, I want, you know, I want somebody to say, Hey kid, it's not right to do that because this is what God's word says this is what the, this is how you're supposed to treat other human beings based on the laws of nature and nature's God. My thing is,
2: unfortunately you can't save everybody yeah just try not to live next door to them when they go off <laughs> it's like one of those bombs
0: one of those houses that explodes in the neighborhood because of the gas leaks and something like that I just don't live next door to that yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an old it's yeah. no
2: joke it's no joke from dennis miller uh, from like back in his 1990s get black and white but it but it's still true it's like you can't save everybody just trying to live next door to them when they go off it's like that's what i got bolted in my little fortress downstairs <laughs> So
0: okay, so last question here before we let you go. Thank you f- for giving us your time today, Abdul. It's been it's been a blast. Uh,
1: I hope you think yeah. it's a blast whenever you right. walk away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fun. Like yeah. I said, I en- I enjoy the back and forth and the yeah. exchange of ideas because this well- is. Because this is how it should be. That's you know, right. People yeah. can disagree Amen. without being disagreeable. Then go yeah. get beer or
0: well. That's what I love about you and uh, and and Rob Kendall specifically. Whenever you guys are on WIBC, I mean, you guys have such a great friendship and a relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys, are, you guys, you know, you're opposed on a lot of things. Uh, but I think it's great to hear people. You know.
2: Yeah, and I know yeah. Rob is wrong, and Rob knows he's wrong too. So <laughs> don't worry about. <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: funny. He said the same thing about you when he was here on the podcast. I told you, Rob was wrong. Yeah.
2: See? So there we go.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but anyway, so the uh, the uh, where do you think twenty twenty two in Indiana is going to go with uh, some a few races like uh, Diego Morales and uh, maybe Dan Elliott and some of these midterm elections? What, what do you see happening in the next few months?
2: I think for the most part, Indiana is a Republican state, so I think for the most part, Republicans will do fine. Diego, I'm not so sure about because think- because of his. Uh, a, being fired from the office the one time, buying the $43,000 car the second time. There's some other stuff out there I can't really go into right now that's she's probably going to drop sometime in October. Um, Diego would be the one that I would be worried about. Uh, as far as Dan Elliott, mm-hmm. uh, Tara Klutz, they should be fine. Todd Young may, may be a little bit closer with Tom McDermott than he's comfortable with. Uh, I think Republicans keep their majorities. I think they probably they may lose their supermajorities. So I have a better idea. Uh, Cause I'm going to do some polling at the end of September okay. and have a much better.
0: Why do you think if they're going to lose the super majority, do you think that's because of the abortion stuff? Yeah. You think that's going to stay hot enough come November for yeah, I think so. people to, to still vote that way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is so and then, uh, um,
2: because anybody, anybody says, No, nobody can say mad that long. You never met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she's been so, mad at me for things the, I did 13 years ago. So, that still so reminds me on that, occasion.
0: That's funny. Um, it, with Diego in the $43,000 car, uh, what's the difference between buying a car using campaign money or or paying yourself uh, mileage reimbursement and gas uh, with campaign money? I mean, if he's putting those miles. On his his own personal car, he's still gonna be paying forty three
2: some thousand thousand dollars most likely I, in I th- mileage reimbursement. I, I think what it was is it shows kind of like if you're if you're running if you're run a government office you've got to you know, exercise some fiscal discipline, yeah. you could uh, accomplish that without spending forty three thousand dollars number one, you could ask somebody donate the vehicle, yeah, because people do that all the time, like Ray Skillman donates or donated a vehicle to like somebody on their campaign, or you could at lease a vehicle for like three grand. And then just drove all the way and then just giving it back. So I think, I think that goes to more sort of the fiscal, sort of, sort sort of, sort, sort of his fiscal. Well, it doesn't,
0: like, it may be, I would say it could be fiscally conservative to buy the $43,000 car, depending on how much you were, I mean, he put, I mean, he was everywhere. He was crisscrossing the state, like nobody's business for the last two years. And so I would almost argue it's like, if you actually did the numbers, he might've saved money on his campaign by buying a $43,000 car than actually having to reimburse himself with how much he drove. Now, now I would say from optics perspective. Yeah. It doesn't look good.
2: There's an old, there's an old joke I always use. Uh, it's about this a guy who's a sheep farmer. And he's, he's got a big dinner that night before. So his wife's like, honey, you got to get the sheep in the barn, get cleaned up, and get ready to go. So he goes in the. So he has a shower in the sheep shed. All the sheep are just kind of sitting there. So he goes and takes a shower, he comes back, he's naked, and his wife walks in and she's looking at him. And that's what I say it's not what it is, it's what it looks like. <laughs> That's funny.
0: That's funny. Well, that's to remind
2: people. Well, you know, Hey, I think, I think
0: on that note, that's a good <laughs> note to end on. <laughs> but Hey, wow. uh, that was, yeah, that was good. I'm gonna have to use that in a message. The someday. visual illustration. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll, you'll hear like a church like <laughs> message, you know, and you'll be like, I told him that. That's great. Hey,
2: look at, at the guy who invented the first church of cannabis. So nothing surprises me anymore. Wow. You did? Yep. No, you did
0: not. Yes, I did. The first church of cannabis came out of you. Yep. That was your brainchild. Yeah,
2: uh, real fast, real quick. Uh, during the Rifra yeah. debate discussion, I was reading through, I was in Nikki Blaine's having a cigar and a cocktail. It was just a long day. And so I was reading through the Rifra statute. Like, wait a second. If the if the, if the rifra says the government can't interfere with your religious practices unless they've got a really, really good reason to, to do it, then I think Indiana may have just legalized marijuana for religious purposes. Because like the Native Americans and peyote and all those uh-huh. other sort of things. Because like, yeah. Rastafarians yeah they were remember, remember a one part of their yeah, the religious sure, practices yeah. so I'm like I think Indiana may have just legalized pot <laughs> and so I sent a text message to Bill Levin who's a brand poobah of the first church of cannabis and that SOB went down to the secretary of state's office the next day and filed paperwork no and it's way. been here for seven years
0: wow mm-hmm. <laughs> Well you you. okay well people know
2: who to blame like thank
0: you
1: for yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> that's what what?
0: Hey God, is that, is, hey, God your made, mom listens to this no, show no, no, no. and I, so. I,
2: I hope that you picked up the sarcasm in my voice when I said that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> God what, made marijuana, man made alcohol. Which one's killed more that's people? that's true, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good
0: point. Hey, listen, I hey, th- there is a libertarian in me a little bit, because there are some things where I say, listen, I think it's, uh, it's probably not it's not beneficial for when you. When marijuana
1: do that. affects your kids and your family, you change your mind. It's, it's like uh, alcohol. Well, it's the same same thing. I mean, there I understand. Why you know why why did they get to prohibition? Because there was a bunch of little kids getting beat and wives getting beat. I understand the mentality, and I and I'm I am for freedom. Don't get me wrong. I've seen the effects of marijuana on on somebody who has uh, taken it for Parkinson's disease and just the way it calms them down. I I am one of those people that believe that God makes everything for some good purpose. I'm not sure that that smoking it recreationally yeah. is 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 the purpose that God created it for. Yeah, that's
2: Even, why I say eat it and use edibles. <laughs> Don't smoke it. Only smoke cigars.
0: Does your wife have some good recipes that we can, uh, you know, if, if, if anyone listening wants to reach out, like, or would that be you? One day I gotta tell, I'll got tell
2: you a story, but we'll tell it on the podcast. It's, it's an, it's, oh, it's man.
1: A, we it's have the, to end the show now yeah, so we can
0: hear the story. <laughs> Well, hey, it's been great having you, Abdul. Thank you Thank again you for being coming here. Man. Always gonna be
2: here. Always happy to come back anytime. Yeah, absolutely, man. Love to
0: have you. Yep, back. absolutely. And uh, if you're listening, be sure to subscribe, uh, share, like this podcast. And uh, Abdul, if people want to find out more about you and and your show on WIBC, where can they go?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ATTY Abdul, short for Attorney Abdul. Also, my web blog is IndyPolitics.org, uh, which is open source. You can read it, hear podcasts, interviews, the whole nine yards. And if you want the inside scoop, what's going on, you get a uh, $50 a year, get a subscription to the cheat sheet. All right. That, that is priceless. Okay. okay. There we go,
0: the cheat sheet. Check it out. Thanks for and coming on today, man. You'll know all, all the stuff going on in indie politics. Hey, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. We talk about all those things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. you. We'll see you next time.